0: Good morning. It's Monday, July 26, 2021, and this is DC Signal to Noise. I'm Davis Michelson from Agritalk, in for the vacationing, the sojourning, Chip Flory. He'll be back next week, but I'm here with Jim Weismeyer because there's doggone it, There's just too much going on to take a week off. We don't dare. Jim, good morning. How are you today? Good
1: morning, and I think Chip sent me a picture of Alcatraz over the weekend, at oh, least sounds- it looks like. Alcatraz. I That's hopefully he wasn't right. uh, embodied there. Uh, <laughs> just a quick note: uh, Davis, Michelson, uh, I go way back with his family because his father Ron worked at Pro Farmer for many years, and we had a great time. And uh, uh, I can't wait because Ron's a good news and audio person, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hit it. And remember to ask any questions, and we'll, you know, we'll we'll try to get to them.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, Jim, uh, July, it's on its way out already. Where does the time go? Um, on Capitol Hill, both chambers looking forward to an August recess. Uh, it's thought maybe that hard break might inspire some progress, but we got to ask on what? Where does the progress come from? If it does come from infrastructure, meatpacking issues, WHIP plus fiscal 22 spending, a uh, lot on the table set for lawmakers. But one has to wonder if there's risk of maybe rushing some of these measures through ahead of the August recess. And that might mean items might be may not be thoroughly or properly resolved. We can get into some of these thoughts here. But but would you just kind of run down last week for us? What was what was uh, what was on on your mind last week? And uh, then we'll move forward into what's coming up this week.
1: Sure. Well, Russia and Congress never go together. So I don't think we have any problem of worrying that Congress is going too fast, because even if they get some agreements this week, Ron, uh, we'll still have some lingering issues between the time it gets from the Senate to the House. And last week we'll see a continuation this week of the biggest issue, at least in this town, and it's the uh, part one and two of the infrastructure measures. Part one is the total of $1.2 trillion, you know, physical, more traditional infrastructure, really $579 billion in new funding that wasn't going to be, you know, spent uh and then the uh the huge three and a half trillion dollar social or human uh infrastructure bill uh that will uh, almost a hundred percent uh be part of a coming you know reconciliation bill because it'll be a go it along uh, alone you know democrat bill because I don't think any Republican is going to vote uh, you know for it. That's where we're at. And even late last we we were supposed to have a vote on the physical infrastructure last week, but the Republicans called timeout and said, look, we don't have text. We still don't have text, by the way. It should come uh, late this afternoon based on the latest information I have. And they didn't have the final uh, pay fars resolved. And uh, again, as we speak, those are still uh, ongoing. There's a last-minute policy glitch uh, relative to uh, transit type programs, kind of the percentage ratio, but that's more inside the beltway sort of stuff. I-, I really think that they'll iron out the differences because the political will is there from both parties, and that's unusual to get physical infrastructure done so you know they can you know go home uh, for a long vacation. And there's nothing like for Congress uh, seeing a summer vacation. To finally get things done, and I think we're going to see it. Uh, it's always a wild card, you, you know that 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 a um, that, that a shell boat can can happen that that can delay it. But uh, I think we're in the progress of you know seeing it done this week.
0: Jim, can we talk about this idea of uh, details missing from the physical infrastructure and and Republicans pushing back against that? Maybe I'm being naive about how things work in Washington, but is there a level of expectation that, hey, let's just go ahead and push this through. Let's get the funding figured out. Let's get this measure moved through, and then we'll fill in the details. Is that what we're we're Uh, to
1: expect? A a lot of times that's ironically the way it is because Mm. this town works. If you provide too much information too soon, Then the proponents and opponents come out of the woodwork. So I I understand that up to a degree, but, you know, when you're spending as much money, even at this town is doing, you you ought to have some language to look at, but uh, uh, they've done it before and they'll do it again. And uh, uh, I've got a filter. Once we have the uh, language in a PDF document for keywords, that'll pop up some language. And I know other people do as well. So uh, I think for transparency, we really really need the legislative text mm-hmm. and also the pay fars to see how much phony you know pay fours there there are going because that could affect a number of republican uh, you know votes i think they have at least 11 republican votes and that's going to be enough to get it through uh but i i think those are two critical things still uh the timing of it yeah it's about time to release those things
0: you mentioned some key words that you use to search a text quickly uh the uh, miracle of modern technology. What are some of those keywords?
1: Well, f- farm, farmer, agriculture, uh-huh. biofuel, in case there's a, there, you know, you got to w- always look for wild card issues in any legislation. Uh, uh, there's a, a phrase I always look for, and I put it in quotes to make sure every word is in there, such sums as necessary. Uh-huh. And that's, important, uh, for for an example, the WIP Plus Program. It's always had a funding problem because it goes through annual appropriations. But if you put in the phrase, such sums as necessary, that's open-ended. It's whatever it takes. Now, it's scored differently by the Congressional Budget Office, but some of those things are what I look for. Some of the issues that can flare up uh, if if it's embodied in a must-pass legislation. That's where you can get some surprises. Well, and the devil
0: is really in the details in a lot of what we're seeing, especially coming out of the House. Uh, there have been accusations that, well, this is just a, a Green New Deal repackaged um, and a lot of fine print and executive orders that have come out of the uh, of the Oval Office itself, too. Is this what's making GOP members so so
1: gun shy? Well, yes, and that's the part two part. You know, the Mm -hmm. physical infrastructure, I think the vast majority of Republicans should favor it, but they're afraid that if whatever doesn't get in this first bill the Democrats will just roll everything else, including the Green New Deal, into the uh, human infrastructure bill, which is you know, really budget reconciliation, uh, that they'll eventually, I think, have the 50 Democratic votes they need with Kamala Harris breaking the tie. And that's what has a number of uh, less moderate Republicans uh, uh, nervous because they think that this is, uh, you know, could be a, uh, 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 a test for them, that they be, uh, you, know, you know, like a Trojan horse, if you will, that they here they give. Uh, and the Wall Street Journal has, I think, an interesting uh, editorial or, you know, commentary item today. What are the Republicans getting in even the physical infrastructure bill? Usually, when you have a bipartisan bill, you get something for it. And at least from the journal's more conservative uh, stance, they don't see the Republicans getting much out of this even human infrastructure bill. Hmm. I'm sorry right. on the on, on the on the physical infrastructure the
0: physical. bill. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay.
1: So so what
0: are our chances that we'll still be talking about? Well, more details are still awaited, and really nothing has happened. What are the chances we get to Friday this week and we're still saying the same song?
1: Well, by the end of next week we'll know for sure, I think okay. so. I'm not going to rule out this thing going into next week yet. But I'll tell you again, history tells me that uh they they want to go home, you know. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like most of us. They want to get back into either their districts or their are their states So, I the, the will is there, but whenever you have this hang up of uh, to the to the degree that we're seeing in in the pay fours, uh, uh th- then it can lead to some delays, you know. So, I uh, but I think by the end of next week, uh that that means they're cutting into their vacation and they don't like that. Right. But right. I, I'm sure. not going to rule it out. Sure.
0: Uh you, you mentioned almost as a bit of a side note, WIP Plus. Can you bring us up to speed on WIP Plus?
1: Yes, the House Ag Committee this week is gonna mark up a bill that uh that uh, has WIP plus for 2020 and 2021 ag disaster. You remember the DeRay show uh, uh last year, it didn't oh, qualify because we it, it ended with 2019 on, on the latest WIP plus, but embodied in in that legislative markup will be an attempt by lawmakers to uh, uh, make WIP Plus less complex and more timely in implementation. And that's, uh, if you if you know anything about WIP Plus, uh, it's the worst of programs because it'll make your eyes glaze over just the complexity of uh, implementing it. So let's hope they succeed. But uh, I think, again, the support is there for, you know, WIP plus for 2020 and 2021, uh, you know, crops. So let's hope the uh, program's reformed. We'll know uh, the initial indication sometime this week out of the House Ag Committee. And I think we've got Ron, I mean, Davis stopped. So I'll continue to see if Davis comes on. I will also tell you what I worked on uh, last week and the week before that will come out, I think, sometime uh, today, a special report that I've I haven't worked on something like this in my entire over 45 year career that I've taken the luxury of time to do interviews with farmers, uh, grain industry people, uh, USDA officials, past and present, and the topic is uh, how to improve USDA estimates and forecast, and uh, it needed an in-depth look, and that last count My paper, now I'm going to call it, I won't call it an article, is 17 pages. And I air out the issues. So look forward to that one because I think it's the beginning of the discussion, not the end, of some of the uh, sensitive issues but worthwhile issues to discuss. On both the National Agricultural Statistics Service and USDA's World uh, Outlook Board, so uh, I'm just I'm really anxious. It, it's written. It's written basically. Uh, the last interview that I uh, did was with Seth Meyer, USDA's Chief Economist. I folded his comments into the final product, which again hopefully will come out today. Uh, that was the key things looking back at last week. And as far as uh, this week, we have the rollovers of the infrastructure bill. But we also have a federal, uh, you know, a, a FOMC meeting, Federal Open Market Committee meeting for two days. But Wednesday is the key day. And that's when the Fed chairman has his press conferences, Jerome Powell. And the market's going to be very attuned to that, uh, whether or not that we're going to uh, have any nuance in how if they're going to taper some of the you know purchases of the security. Securities markets because the Fed has said uh, they want to end their tapering before they even begin to think about raising interest rates and uh, the financial traders go over every word in the FOMC statement and then they parse uh, also. Uh, you you know, piles every word to see if there's any changes in attitude, and what uh, we'll also see that relative to their, to their thoughts on inflation, whether or not they keep saying it's transitory. And I think we have Davis back.
0: Uh, indeed, indeed. I heard you say that word transitory. That's been a word that's been thrown around an awful lot here, and I get it. Uh, we're you know we're we're coming off of a deep dive in the economy. It's it's natural that we should see a buildup here. And it should logically level off. We, we can't keep going out and eating out at, at the pace that we are. People are excited to get out and, and yes. travel and stuff. And that really makes the economy hum along. So I kind of understand the transitory uh, rhetoric that's been thrown around, Jim.
1: Yes. And, and you know, Vilsack, U.S. Secretary, you know, Vilsack said on Bloomberg television, I think it was Friday, that he thinks this food price run up uh, will also uh, level out as well so i think he's getting into the mix and he's probably right uh, you know, you, know, you know there to a degree
0: does all right so can we take that as a suggestion of a commodity market top here
1: uh, i don't you know ag secretaries over the years i remember earl butts used to comment on Price situations and other Ag secretaries and whenever they got into Price I don't think Phil Sacks saying that He's just mm-hmm. looking at the product Of agriculture as opposed To the underlying you know commodities Therein and and overall I think he's he's going to be right by the End of the year we should have a settling Down of the of the pace Of the uh, uh, increases because when You walk the aisles of your Supermarket I mean and you go past The meat case mm-hmm. ooh, you Know uh, you know chicken here i come and also pork uh i love beef but boy it's it is getting pretty high so sure. and you know mentioning uh, uh you know meat you know davis uh we're going to have two hearings this week right. on the meat processing industry and uh we're going to have uh senator chuck grassley on AgriTalk this morning, and I know, you know, we're going to be on with him, and uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee is one of those hearings, and where are we going to go with that, things like that. We're going to ask a person who knows and has uh, been a proponent of some of the things relative to what he and some others are saying is way too heavily, uh, you know, concentration in the meat processing industry, but we're going to have two hearings this week on that.
0: Recently, it seems like there's been a significant development among all stripes of cattle producers in which um, they have seemed to be a little bit more willing to put aside small philosophical differences, um, differences of opinion in order to to pose a more unified front as an industry. Is is this what you're seeing as well? And is this maybe the time after how many years, how many decades of struggling to get the meatpacking industry sorted out and, and approved by yeah. the producer side. Do we make progress with a unified front from the cattlemen?
1: At least the will is there. You're absolutely okay. correct. And, and now that I'm going out and speaking live, uh, you get to talk to producers. And I mentioned a week or so ago when I was at a very good, you know, Virginia cattlemen's meeting, I, it gave me a chance to work the hall and they had uh, hundreds of, you know, cattle people there. And I asked them, and almost all said that they liked the direction where Vilsack and the Biden administration was going relative to increasing meat processing capacity, because in a mm. number of areas of the country, uh, it's really uh, pretty tight as far as who they can sell to. So, to a person, to a producer, I had uh, you know pretty good applauding as far as that uh, you know concept. And recall uh, for facts here. Of Vilsack announced at least, I think, six hundred and fifty million dollars to, to on on this topic. Five hundred million dollars for medium-sized uh, to to increase meat you know, meat processing. It's not going to happen overnight, and one hundred and fifty million for the uh, small to very small locker plants, uh, etc. That's getting pretty good reviews wherever I go.
0: Good, good. Let's let's move on to uh, some personnel. We've got uh, the Senate Ag Committee. They've got a vote tonight, uh, Monday evening, on the nomination of Jen Moffitt to be USDA's undersecretary for marketing regulatory programs. What do we know about Ms. Moffitt?
1: Well, and she and she's going to have to help decide on some of the issues that we just talked about. I mean, right. from the marketing side and the regulatory side, I don't think she should have any trouble uh getting approved. Uh, we're gonna also see Bonnie, uh, the uh mm-hmm. the trade uh the, uh, the uh, energy you know person you know climate change uh at least have a nomination hearing on that one but the con- the, the angle i want to put on this is we're we're past now 6 months into the biden administration this is uh, they're pretty late now in getting some of these people uh, over at over at usda it's not like they haven't been Uh, You know, doing some things, uh, you know, behind the scenes, they usually do. So they can hit, you know, they can hit the ground, you know, running on that one. But I don't see any problems in the Senate accepting, you know, these two nominations. Mm hmm
0: now i I left you for just a moment unwillingly and i I missed what you were talking about, but you were talking about that transitory inflation while you were in there, but there's a whole lot of economic data that's coming out. Have you touched on any of that yet
1: well we're going to see we're going to see the inflation i i said i you know I mentioned whether or not jerome powell will will nuance any any shift that the market can 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 can, can you know can can sense on that Uh, The U.S. economy is going pretty good, but now uh, you're having some flare-ups relative to the Delta variant. And I know where I used to live in the St. Louis area, I've got a number of my family up in arms that – uh, their kids are going to have to wear a mask in St. Louis County uh, in the uh, in their school system, and they don't like that whatsoever. And whether or not a number of businesses will have to retrench again, so uh, that that's got a lot of question marks in there. I don't think we're going to have near the retrenchment that we saw. In the early days, let's hope not of uh, of, of of the of the pandemic, but uh, the, the 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 sensitivity of the issue of mask and especially those people who got both vaccine shots. I mean, it just sends the wrong signal if you have to wear mask when you've had both vaccine shots. So. Right uh you know that's going to get into the overall business structure as well at uh, los angeles is back to the mask even mm-hmm. if you've had the vaccine as as i mentioned st louis county
0: you mentioned the fed i wonder uh if you would care to speculate it it's a little early maybe yet um as to whether or not fed chair jerome powell gets to keep his job in february
1: uh i think that he will but uh The reason is, I really think he's gone almost too far in linking with the White House. Now, to be fair, he would not agree with that assessment whatsoever. I don't care. Uh, They've shaded a little closer than any uh, Fed that I've seen uh, in a long time, and that can get you in trouble. Uh, he's taking a risk here, but now some initial information is coming out that maybe uh, he, he'll be more comfortable in continuing to say inflation is, you know, transitory. But I don't think that they could get another person that's been more in sync uh, with them because of his testimony in the Hill when when they had pending, uh, you know, you know, pandemic aid. He more than. Uh, signaled support for that so I, I don't know what you would get with a, another person uh mm-hmm. it, it could tie into the um uh the race of the person that i've been told you know if that's the case uh but i mm-hmm. think overall oh he's got intellectual capacity he is a good communicator he can think on his feet quite uh, again articulate so i would still uh, say that uh, he's he's earned that extension
0: it seems like all eyes are on the, um, the rate, the level of, of bond purchases that the Fed is making right now as an indicator of when inflation rates will rise. Is he walking that line with his, uh, his job at stake in mind? Or is there something else at play here?
1: No, I, I think he's got the history uh, that uh, I think you do your best job you possibly can. I think that's where mm-hmm. most Fed chairmen are and ladies, mm-hmm. and uh, with you know Janet Yellen, and but the, the the fear I think he has internally is he doesn't want the Fed to make a policy mistake like Japan did several decades ago in which they started raising interest rates and then it came back to haunt them and then they went into a 20 to 30 year funk on basically declining prices now i'm not predicting that for the u.s but you don't want to make a policy move ahead of time Uh, but it's dicey because if they wait too long uh, then uh, inflation and interest rates uh, in, uh, interest rates are going to have to rise faster and further than anyone realizes. so that's called a conundrum as we say so he's he, he's on a high wire there but I, I personally think that they should start really tapering their purchases of in the real estate you know securities. Uh, it's just we we've got such a hot, uh, uh, land and and home market here right now that uh, I know I, wherever I go. But uh, Phoenix, there's a big story in the Journal how that market has come back in gangbusters in this my area. Uh, I I think I mentioned before the person across the street sold their house sixty five thousand over asking price. That's a hot market and and they're adding to this I think by purchasing securities in the real estate area.
0: Well, and we're going to run out of time quickly here. But uh, bef- before we do, I do want to get back and and touch on the human infrastructure element of the of the infrastructure bill. And it's a ways off yet. And maybe you can maybe you can help us estimate a, a timeline as to when we might at least begin to see this debated
1: in full. But in the full, I'll, I'll answer that right away. The Senate and, wants to do it either this week or next week before oh, they leave. Okay. But the House is the key. And it could take it will likely take until the fall, late summer, early fall, as part of the budget reconciliation, Davis. And and really that reconciliation, Bill, I I don't think there's any other way to say it. It's a fundamental shift in the scope and direction of this country. I mean, and I'm 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 being unbiased here. When you look at the eventual language, it's the Bernie Sanders wing. Of the Democratic Party, who really wrote that bill?
0: Mm, all right, uh, we spoke with Vince Malanga on AgriTalk about a week and a half ago, and the what he was presenting, as if I understood it correctly, because Malanga is is uh, you know quite the thinker. I appreciate yes. his thoughts very much. Um, almost uh, what they're attempting is addition by subtraction. They're trying to to keep the economy chugging to to spur economic activity while at the same time stifling inflation. And he went straight to the labor participation rate. Um, and it, it all goes back to labor participation as far as he's concerned. And the uh, those who have put together this human infrastructure bill seem seem to want to, like I said, spur economic growth while at the same time stifling inflation. Can they get it done? Have I got my head around this?
1: You do. Uh, and uh, I just wish they had this theory around when I was growing up, when I got paid by my parents, mm. you know, because then I could have said, well, it doesn't matter what you pay. Just give me whatever I want. You know, uh-huh. that's basically saying this this town is doing this. I think there's going to be a price to pay. We're becoming this is Europe, by the way. This is how Europe operates. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, It's just a. Different thing to watch, but uh, it was not Economics 101 that I learned in college. So, uh, you know, this is an experiment that may not end, uh, you know, very well at all. And we're seeing now the politics, once again, of raising the debt uh, limit. The Republicans are saying, wait a minute, which I don't think is the right approach. And that also will probably be handled in the budget reconciliation, that they'll do something to make sure that we raise our uh, 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 neuter, uh, the concern about the uh, you, you know debt limit.
0: Jim, TikTok. here goes the clock. I'm going to give you uh, just a, a few seconds here for your final closing thoughts for us this morning,
1: please. One, if we can't get an agreement on the physical infrastructure, uh, part one in the Senate, then you can kiss this Congress goodbye until the 2022 elections. If we do get the agreement, then all eyes will be on Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, who says she wants the second part approved in the Senate before she'll even take up the physical infrastructure bill. And that's when you're, you're having what I said before, the fundamental changes in the scope and direction of uh, of this country.
0: All right. Outstanding. Jim Wismar. Have a great day, buddy. I'll see you a little later on Agritalk.
1: Absolutely. Senator Chuck Grassley, get ready.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in sure. to Signal to Noise, everyone. I'm Davis Michelson in for Chip Flory. Have a great day.